Cast your eyes back. Look at the stories. Oh, Morning Star, how we could tell your tale. This week on Schedule for Launch, join me, Zach Walsh, as I welcome back Jamie to talk about her upcoming game, Oh, Morning Star. By yourself or as a group, work to create the retelling of Morning Star as you explore the history of the world and the stories therein. We talk about history, image, and working with a group. Welcome to Schedule for Launch, a podcast to discover the projects that you may have missed. This week, I am incredibly excited to be welcoming back an old friend of the show. Jamie, thank you so much for coming back and talking with me again. Thanks for putting up with me one more time. (laughs) It's hardly putting up with you. Uh, Just, yeah. Fun fact, I don't know if I ever told you, but the Medusa's Marauders episode is like in... I think it's in like the top, it's either the top 10 or the top five. It scoots up on episode listens though. People really oh, like, hey. yeah, people really like that episode and it's done super well. And I actually adore that game. It's so much fun. Oh, that's great. I, I mean, I love that for your show cause I listen to your show. And so anything <laughs> that helps your show, you know, is like exciting. So, you know, that's, Thank you. that's awesome. Yeah, so I guess since it's coming back here, uh, can you kind of let the audience remind them who you are, if this is their first time, letting them know what you do? Yeah, so I am Jamie O'Dwyer. Um, You can find me on the internet by looking for therapeutic blasphemy games. Um, And I do a bunch of work with Far Horizons Co-op, which is actually the reason why I'm here today. Um, Because I've got something coming out with the Far Horizons Co-op. Very excited. I love some of the works with Far Horizons Co-op. Recently joined a Friendship Effort Victory home game. I'm very excited to play that, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because... You know, when I first joined, I didn't even realize how many things had been put out by Far Horizons co-op creators mm-hmm. until I actually got in and I was like looking through the catalog of things. And I was like, oh, oh, I didn't realize this was Far Horizons co-op. Yeah, I had that realization like probably the day that you sent me a message asking if I had some space to come onto the show. Because I recognized the name, I couldn't put a finger on it. And I was like, oh, I have not only looked at, I've bought a lot of these, I've played a lot of them. It's just, there's a lot going on there. Right, right. I mean, the two that stand out for me, Friendship, Effort, Victory, uh, Brinkwood, right? Blood of Tyrants. Uh, That Mm -hmm. name, that name. So, chef's kiss. Yeah, I was going to say, it's amazing. We're going to talk about Far Horizon in just a second, even before we talk about your game just a little bit, so people know what that is. But how have you been since you were last on? I mean, it's been it's been an adventure. Um, it turns <laughs> out that if you decide you're going to take something from concept to product that is supposed to go on people's shelves, that that takes a long time. 
and there's yeah. a lot of thought and planning that goes into it. I consider myself relatively prolific. I like putting out little games, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for people to try out and play. And I just haven't had time to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, this is a time-consuming learning opportunity for me um, because this is the first time I've tried to to do something like this. So, I think that makes a lot of sense, though. It's, I mean, you started making games as just kind of like a passion thing, and I know that there was right. a lot of stuff with some of the discords. And when you start kind of taking a project and doing it, maybe not more seriously, but you start feeling like you need to improve it. I, I've definitely seen this with my podcast too. It gets a little bit more stressful and you want to put a little bit more time into it, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anything that you do as uh, like a passion project, right? Like there is, there. there's like different levels of how you can do it, right? Like, mm-hmm. Anyone can record a podcast with the microphone that's built into their computer or yeah. even their phone. And that's okay. That's that's fine. Um, but then you might want to increase the quality. You might get like microphones. You might get like a whole like little soundproofing setup. And, you know, then you're then you're adding levels and layers of, of complexity and quality to what you're doing. And you're putting more time into it. And that's what I feel like I'm doing here, right? Is adding layers of complexity, um, putting a lot more effort into a single project as opposed to like, I'm just putting this out because it was a fun idea I had in my brain and I just want to get it out there. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking about that project in your brain in just a second, which is Oh Morningstar. Can you tell us what oh morning star is because i am enamored by the idea of this game <laughs> yeah so oh morning star is a narrative focused game for one plus players centered around morning star and that name may not ring a bell but if i said lucifer or yep. satan definitely going to start ringing more bells um (laughs) and maybe not all the bells that phrase usually means right yeah um (laughs) but uh no but um so it's it's all about retelling the story sort of like shifting the narrative around how we think about morningstar and what her story is and I'm going to be switching pronouns when I refer to to Morningstar because I think it's important specifically for Morningstar, for any character, but specifically Morningstar, that we, you know, make space for a lot of different interpretations of this character. Um, So if you hear me switching pronouns, that is why. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it is a game that asks you to sit down with your friends. You could also play it by yourself, but, you know, sit down and um, draw cards. And these cards correspond to 
times and places throughout space and history. And a lot of these coincide with moments of um, moments that define sort of like uh, a shift in 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 thinking, uh, a shift in political understanding, um, a shift in scientific understanding. Right. So like the discovery mm-hmm. of Pl- of Pluto. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, hey. There's a ninth one of those things out there. <laughs> right. Um, but that's sort of, you know, that's it in a nutshell. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it is so drastically important because whether people know it or not, there are a lot of interpretations of the character of Morningstar through various religion, through media, especially media right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a common mm-hmm. tie to them is resistance, rebellion, revolution. Like Not all these things are negative connotations, so I think it's really cool right. to be retelling this story, especially because like there are a lot of things, and like I know that you can speak about this, that are really pretty positive, and I would say right. very positive, about Morningstar as a character. Right. I mean, it's it's not even a secret, right? That like no. um that playing this game might give you the sense that like what if Morningstar is the good guy? Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, what if the angels are looking at each other like, are we the baddies? Right? <laughs> and I think that's why this game is so cool. The idea of the narrative focus, the the drive for it and just how it works is really cool too. So when we kind of hop into it, can you kind of tell us who people will be taking the roles of in O Morningstar? What are they doing? Who are they? Sure. Sure. So one player needs to be Morningstar. um, But then anyone else who's playing and isn't Morningstar um, chooses a host of hell. Um, and these are drawing on like both traditional interpretations of um, of who the hosts of hell are, as well as like occult sources, um, apocryphal sur- sources. Um, so that could include, you know, like um, uh, Cain, right, the brother of Abel, yeah, um, or at least a being presenting themselves as Cain, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, so all kinds, like a whole host of characters. And if you end up, if you're like, uh, none of these work for me, you can just make your own. I give you, I give you the tools to make your own, right? Because um, I'm not, a, I'm not here to, I'm not here to, to tell you your fun is bad, unless it is bad. <laughs> If you're a fascist, your fun is bad. <laughs> so that's, that's I think, something that's really integral to this, too, is that it really is that narrative focus. So, right. Jimmy, could you tell me, how did this game work? You mentioned that it uses a card deck. So let's say you're getting into it and you're sitting down with some friends. They chose their host of hell. You're playing as Morningstar. What happens next? 
Right, so now we read this prompt and set the scene. Oftentimes there's a conversation or, um, or a question that is asked, right, brought to the, to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And that starts, and that's meant to just help set the scene um, yeah. to sort of get it, get it rolling. Because uh, playing lots of belonging outside belonging games, I know how hard it can be to get to move from just talking with your friends to, okay, let's do this scene. Right. Um, and the idea is you're, you, you are someplace in space and time, right? The game gives you this idea that you are at a specific moment in time at a specific place. And so, um, you're encouraged to engage as much or as little as you feel comfortable with that time and place, right? Um, Not many of us are going to know what it was like when Rome was burning. Yeah. Right? Um, And that's okay. But it could be an interesting, you know, set piece for the conversation that that is brought out by this prompt. and there are going to be moments right that just sort of like speak to you in these conversations like that to me is is a moment that i want to remember from this game right Mm -hmm. at the end of this game i want to remember this moment and so you take one of your tokens and you write down you know a little note for yourself and you place it your token on this note put it in the center and what you're doing is you're accumulating all these notes with their tokens and you're um, sort of creating a a new a new mythos for Morningstar based on these moments that you've created in the game um, so ideally uh, no two narratives created in the game are going to be the same um, because no two games are going to be the same. Yeah. To me, it feels a lot like collaborative short story writing in like yes. the best way possible. Very much leaning into that. Yes. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of, uh, I think it's called Microscope. I think it's Microscope I'm thinking of, the one where you create the timeline. Uh, yes, that is Microscope. Yep. Okay. I haven't played it, but I've. That's I'll another one I'm leaning on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in yeah, that thank sense. Thank you, friends at the table. <laughs> yeah, I, that's exactly what I was pulling from. Yep. In my yep. brain. <laughs> Great podcast out there, everybody. Go listen to it. It's a lot of episodes and there's something for everybody. <laughs> we should also kind of talk about Far Horizons, though, because this is in part with Far Horizons. How'd you get involved with them, Jamie? Uh, it was happenstance on our dearly, on our soon, our soon to be departed Twitter. Uh, I was, I was keeping an eye out, you know, for accounts and, and, you know, community, uh, sort of like people who build community around them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I happened to. Uh, come across Marx, who okay. um, 
who is currently kind of just like, um, it's hard to describe. Like, I, I know they have a title, but yeah, there, there's got to be a better way to describe what they do because it's a little bit of everything, right? Um, <laughs> a little bit of like the, a bit of like the keeper of records, right? Like the amount yeah. of knowledge that they have uh, on hand, just top of the brain is incredible. Um, also just a super supportive person who is encouraging people when they have ideas to just go for it and mm -hmm. um, see how far that, that, that takes that person. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I was just one day, I just happened to see a tweet that said, Hey, uh, if you are interested in being a part of a, a cooperative that focuses on uh, fair and transparent pay, um, that focuses on, you know, collaboration um, in, in, in a creative environment, um, then send a message and, 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 you know, we'll, we'll talk about the possibility of you joining. So I did that. And that's how I, that's how I initially joined. And ironically, I didn't do much at first. I, I wasn't totally bought in. I, I yeah. kind of like, I spent a lot of time lurking because I'm the kind of person that gets into a discord chat and, it, and if it has, or a discord server, and if it has more than like five channels, my brain goes into overdrive and I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna click over to this other server that I'm more familiar with and feel more <laughs> comfortable with. And I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll revisit that other server later. Um, and so for a while I didn't do anything with them. Um, yeah. But uh, it wasn't until I volunteered to write an essay for another one of Far Horizon co-op's projects called uh, Guide to Cults that I started to get that buy-in, right? I started to see firsthand, like, these values of transparent pay, right? Um, I started to see, I started to pay attention to everything is decided by a vote, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, we don't we don't take on new projects without uh, without a vote, right? Um, which is really exciting to to feel like not only um, not only is what I think and what I say important, but also when something is approved, it's got the backing of the whole co-op behind it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know that people are behind you because they said, yes, we want to see this succeed. We want this to go forward. That sounds like a really good group to be with. I'm glad that you got that buy-in too. I know we've had a couple other creators who have come on and they've really stressed how important elements of that are to them too so the fact that there is 
not just people, but an entire group that is vocally out there and supportive of it. And there's definitely more than just Far Horizon. Like, let's not pigeonhole, but right. No, there's lots of them out there. Yeah, the fact that they can be found though is right. is great, and to hear that it is that fair and built around the community is really impressive. I'm not sure how many members are part of Far Horizon, but I do know that there is a lot of content under that umbrella. Yeah, I honestly, I mean, I'm sure if I opened up Discord, I could probably see how many members total are in the server or something like that. But, you know, uh, (laughs) keep it a mystery. But it's also, well, and here's the other thing, though, is that we're, um, we've been opening up the server to allow people to, like, uh, you know, sort of have, share space with us, right? Mm-hmm. To to socialize and talk about games and just, you know, be excited about games with us. Yeah. Um, even if you're not a member of the co-op necessarily, you can mm-hmm. still come hang out with us um tell us the games you love tell us the games you hate um tell us random things about games it doesn't even have to be about games okay we just love to have uh we we love to have people who are not fascists in fact maybe you should be anti-fascist <laughs> uh, but yeah. seriously come but, come yeah. hang out with us <laughs> We'd love to talk about games with you. Yes. Oh my gosh. There, I probably should clean up some of my discords because there's a couple that I could like, I love the role plus bond community. I am so scared to talk in there. Cause there are so many people. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Cause that's the one that I, that's the one that I would retreat to because I was so intimidated by how big, uh, the far horizons co-op discord server Oh, wow, it's even bigger than the Roll Plus Blunt. That's nuts to me. (laughs) I mean, now it doesn't look so big, but at the time, I was just more familiar with Roll Plus Bonds. Totally fair. Yeah. So, Old Morningstar is actually under a specific series of games with Far Horizon Co-op, and that's the A Thousand Burning Stars series. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how exactly that came to be? So this is a thing that's really exciting because it's an opportunity to do something new. Um, a Thousand Burning Stars was proposed as um, a series of smaller games, um, zine-sized games that would be released in shorter windows of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of kind of more or less keep everyone's attention. Like, hey, it's kind of hard to stay excited about what Far Horizons Co-op is doing if our releases are like maybe once a year or twice a year on on a good year, right? Yeah. But if we have something for you uh, every, you know three, four months, um, it's a lot easier to, like, keep that in your brain. And Mm -hmm. 
it's not it, it it's not as big of a deal if it turns out that one of the projects that comes out is not is not your flavor, right? Yeah. It's not like, oh, now I have to wait a whole nother year to see what Far Horizons Co-op puts out because it's like, well, that's okay. Something else is going to come out soon. And you know this because it's part of the A Thousand Burning Stars series. It's such a great concept, too. Just like small games. I love small games. Games that you can pick up with friends and then play them in about an hour after you get Mm -hmm. the game. So just like that concept is great to me. Oh, Morningstar sets itself up perfectly to be able to just like, hey, got this game. Let's go play it like now. You don't know how to play? Don't worry. We'll talk about that at the table. Right. I love that as a concept. And we don't see enough of those that can get brought to the table so easily. Right. Uh, Outside of maybe... uh, What's that... Well, I was thinking more along the lines of, like, we don't really get that kind of thing outside of maybe, like, the the zine. It's like the zine month or whatever. Zine quest, yeah. Yes, thank you. Like, outside of that, it's very rare to see um, these little games get the hype that, you know, the the campaign-length games get. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. I just like it as an idea. I love the concept. I like seeing all these small games get some love. So. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that the more people who make smaller games, um, the more creating these small games will seem less like a compromise and yeah. more like Oh no, this can be this can be respected and cherished in its own right, not as just like a stepping stone to I want to make my big game, but I'm just practicing. Yeah. It is a different wheelhouse and the fact that small games aren't always treated with as much respect as they really deserve kind of drives me nuts, especially with like how many I've played and how many have been on this show because a lot of these games are less than 30 pages. And like, right. even those are on the big end for like small games. So, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we talked about, uh, you know, we name dropped Mike microscope, right? Like, yeah. All of Ben Robinson's games are, are beautiful, wonderful games. And there are so many of them out there. It just takes it just takes a a minute to you know uh, to to find them you know uh, mm-hmm. plenty of distributors exalted funeral um, exalted funeral um, is great <laughs> yeah nave of nave of cups uh, soul muppet um, there's a bunch of them and I feel bad that I don't know them all because obviously I'm gonna leave someone out but know that I love yeah. you all of you so just yeah it's they're so good and i i want to play more of them that's at the end of the day that's it i want to play more of them right right yeah so we talked a little bit about morningstar here and i think that at least to me what i've noticed who's always been fascinated by the character 
but we're seeing a lot more representation of them as not the villain in recent history and a lot more themes of rebellion in media. The big one I can think about right now is Persona 5 as like integral parts of that story. Why do you think we're seeing so many more parts of media that are trying to rewrite that history or talking about revolution or rebellion? I mean, I think it's, it's partly the political climate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when there is so much open flirtation, open uh, celebration of fascist ideals uh, in, in positions of power, uh, then you're going to have folks, you know, lean on the things that that resist fascism right Mm -hmm. um the things that upset fascist order right revolution rebellion um resistance right although um resistance has been a little a little uh all over the place yeah a little all over the place because of how widespread it is right it's very Um, broad in its term (laughs) yeah especially how broadly it's used uh, among different political uh political camps right but yeah i mean it's it's the political climate it's also like the conservative evangelical community has is is like a, a growing force in political and social capital um mm-hmm. and they seem to be advocating for such monstrously evil things, right? Like here, here in the States, it's the, um, you know, it's the, the, um, uh, striking down of Roe v. Wade that, yeah. that protected abortion rights. Uh, I, I'm, I'm learning all kinds of things about, uh, the, moral panic in the UK um over over like trans issues right like um mm-hmm. especially when it comes to coverage of of trans care by the NHS yeah. um and you know forgive me cuz i am an i am uncultured swine so i couldn't couldn't give a a broader more in-depth but you know, it is, it is a sort of, um, it is looking at the people who say that like, oh, we're, we represent the people who defeated Satan, right? We're the people who trample on the devil. And it's like, gee, if, if you're the ones who trample on the devil, maybe, maybe I should ask, ask what the devil's all about because y'all are awful. (laughs) No, that's, I think that's totally fair. And we, we can see it in other things too, like uh, a big one that's present for us right now that personally I don't care about, but a lot of the world does is the, uh, the world cup, the mm. stuff that's going on there. That's huge mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we won't get into that because I can't speak for soccer or what's going on in Qatar, but uh, that's just, it's all over the place right now. And the news coverage for it is so different in North America versus the rest of Europe. 
So. Okay, thank you. Because I really only follow the American football clubs. Yeah. It's, and uh, it's the women's football clubs, mind yeah. you. So, you know, even even less even less well known among among broader football fans. No, it's it's totally fair. We'll talk about that a little bit off air from what I know because I'm gonna say something wrong and <laughs> and then I'll get yelled at by like the one person who watches soccer that <laughs> listens to schedule for watch. So <laughs> But yeah, it's I I think I can agree with that. It's a it's a huge change for things in the world, and I think Oh Morningstar has a very cool and very special place that it'll be able to fill. I hope so. I certainly hope so. And you know, um, it, I I my hope is also that you know. If you are, you you might be like, I am an atheist and I do not give two shits about, you know, uh, some, some, you know, mythological struggle between two cosmic forces. Uh-huh. And, you know, I would say, great. I am glad you, you, you know that these are fairy tales because a lot of people do. Even Jewish folks acknowledge these are, in many cases, fairy tales and folklore. But that doesn't mean they're not important. Um, and it doesn't mean that we can't tell cool stories in our games with them. Oh, even yeah. if we don't believe in any of that stuff. Um, so I would say, like, okay, you can still have fun with it with it if you want to, though. <laughs> So, Jamie, the release date for O Morningstar is fast approaching. What are you hoping audiences bring away from this, other than just being able to tell a really cool story? Uh, don't give up hope. Uh, I mean, that I'm going to get all sentimental now, but, like, seriously, don't give up hope. Like, uh, who gets to tell our stories, right? And who tells stories matters, right? Mm-hmm. And how those stories are told matters. And maybe after after playing O Morning Star, maybe you'll start looking at other stories and wondering if the story that you were told about those people uh, is the only story that exists, right? The only yeah. story about those folks. Um, and um, you know, yeah, it comes out on the 16th in in digital and print, uh, barring any complications with with shipping and and distribution. Right. It, uh, we should have the print out at at the same time as the digital on the 16th. Um, so uh, I. I wish I could I wish there was a way to, like, transmit it into all the listeners brains, like how cool the. <laughs> the zine will look, but you're just gonna, you're just gonna have to check it out on the 16th. Um, and you know, there'll be links on the far horizon co-op social media and Mm -hmm. everywhere that far horizons co-op is. The press kit art is gorgeous. And if that is 
anything to speak for any other imagery that is in the book. I'm very excited about this. Oh yeah. I mean, it's so good. And that was, you know, the, the cover was, was Carly AF and, um, and our, our, um, our layout and art were done, you know, in, in synchronized essentially. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like, I feel like that might seem like an obvious thing to do, but like those two really collaborated to make a unified aesthetic throughout, throughout. And so hopefully that, you know, hopefully um, when you look at it, you really do get that sense of this is a a very different story we're telling about Morningstar. Um, And hopefully it evokes some other things too, but you know, You'll yeah. have to you'll have to check it out uh, on the sixteenth. That is fast approaching, Jamie. We're yeah. starting to come close to the end of our our episode here, though. I was wondering, though, since you are a returning guest, I can't exactly ask you to give first time listeners uh, some new advice. Obviously, you can, but here advice on writing a project, I should say. But I'm wondering, how do you avoid burning out? on your own projects when you're working on them? What do you do to make sure that you don't start to hate what you're doing? Oh, I, I took the advice of, um, Matt Colville actually, um, who suggested like, when you get tired of doing a project, um, go listen to other people who are, who are doing similar things. Um, or really anything that you love. But like in my case, it'll be listening to actual plays like Friends at the Table um, or listening to, you know, even this, right, can help a lot. Just like hearing people's, hearing people's, uh, what gets them excited about their games, right? What what they care about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I also play a metric fuck ton of video games, right? Um <laughs> Just getting, giving myself permission to take a break from what I'm trying to do, right? Not beating myself up or, or, or torturing myself because, you know, I was supposed to have the whole thing written by X date and, you know, it's taken me two days longer. I'm not going to torture myself over that and I'm not going to get, get on, um, I'm not going to get on anyone else's case if they need a little more time. I'm just mm-hmm. going to do my, I'm just going to give myself permission to play video games or listen to a podcast or hang out with my friends um, or just sit and be. Um, I'm going to give myself the permission to rest because otherwise my body will make me rest. Self-care is so vitally important, and I find a lot of creatives do not acknowledge that. I know I can be bad for not giving myself permission to rest sometimes, and that is absolutely outstanding advice, yeah. 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 Jamie, where can people find out more about you and O Morningstar and your other projects? Yeah. So, um... I am still on Twitter 
as inadvisable as that may be. And if you are also, <laughs> if you also, in the words of Austin Powers, like to live dangerously, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Theraplast Games. It's just shortened Therapeutic Blasphemy Games, right? Theraplast Games on Twitter. Um, and you can check out um, itch.io uh, slash Therapeutic Blasphemy Games, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start using the blog. They just put in the blogging feature. So I'm probably going to start using that to uh, communicate more updates in the uh, likely event that Twitter just sort of stops working. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh my gosh. I'd be following so many more creators. It, yeah, it's it's a brand I want to say it's like only a month old now. So yeah, if you're if you're like I have all these creators that I love on on itch, like go and follow them on itch because um now you can publish blog posts directly on itch and it doesn't matter if you've purchased one game or six games or you know whatever if you're following them and they write a blog post, you're going to see it. Um, it'll show up in your feed. Um, so now itch.io is sort of, it's obviously not going to be like Twitter. It's not even going to be like Tumblr, right? Yeah. But at least it's something. And, you know, um, you're not going to completely lose touch with the creators whose work you admire and, and are interested in as always audience those links are going to be down in the description below jamie is an incredible creator you've made one of my favorite games that i've played i i fucking love medusa's marauders and if this is anything that's half as good it'll be a great time so please go show your support jamie thank you so much for joining me this week Thank you so much for having me. Um, I hope your listeners enjoy enjoy this show as much as I do. <laughs> I hope so too. That's that's kind of the uh, the hope for things here. <laughs> and audience, thank you so much for listening. Jamie and O Morningstar are launching very soon. Go pick it up on December sixteenth. Until then, though, take care of yourselves. I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much to Jamie for joining me on the show this week. Oh, Morningstar is coming out very soon and has some incredibly cool mechanics that we didn't quite have enough time to bring up in this conversation. If you or your group like games about telling a story or building a narrative, then I highly recommend Oh, Morningstar. That comes out on December 16th and joins the Thousand Sun series of games from Far Horizon Cooperative. And thank you for listening, audience. After a considerable break and trying some things out in my personal life, I think we'll be back to a regular schedule, at least for a little while, with some possible hiccups around the holidays because, you know, people are busy. If you want to stay on track with that, though, you can still follow me on Twitter, as that is the best place to get the most up-to-date information about what's going on in the state of the show. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.